first, Norman, I wanted to ask you a COVID question. It's something that's on a lot of people's minds at the moment, given that we're in a surge of the virus at the moment. Rapid antigen tests came out. They had an expiry date on them. Products usually do. And some of them have had like new expiry dates put on over the top. And at least with the conversations that I've been having with, with people, that's really got them scratching their heads. Yeah, and people spend a lot of money on them. Well, I've looked at the literature here and there is quite a lot of flexibility on uh, on expiry dates. Now, we don't, I don't want to usurp the Therapeutic Goods Administration and the advice that they put out. You should have a look at that. But, it, but from the research that I've seen, if the expiry dates... I think they've looked up to maybe four or five months after the date of the expiry and they still work quite well. And that's not just COVID rapid antigen tests, HIV rapid antigen tests seem to be the same there. So I'm not, we're not advising on the health report that you should use out-of-date rapid antigen tests, but if they're what you've got and you've got COVID symptoms, you're probably okay at the moment. Well, that's reassuring. Now on to a story that I promised just now. You've probably heard of semaglutide and you've almost definitely heard of one of its brand names, Zempic. But semaglutide is just one of a class of drugs called GLP-1 agonists and they're having a big moment. They were originally approved as diabetes drugs, but their popularity really took off when people realised that they also helped you lose weight. As a culture, we're very practised at not looking weight loss gift horses in the mouth. But as more data comes out about these drugs, it's becoming clear they're no silver bullet. One of the most recent studies deals with terzepatide, which drug manufacturer Eli Lilly markets under the brand names Manjaro and Zetbound. I've been speaking with pharmaceutical analyst Costanza Alciati about the rebound effect people are having when they stop taking the drugs. Thank you so much for inviting me. So one of the big questions with GLP agonists, it has been that, yes, they work, but what happens when you stop taking them? And this study goes partway to answering that question. So basically, the results from the Surmount 4 trial show that uh, even in the case of terzapatide, which is currently the strongest, the highest efficacy in reducing weight, uh, and uh, improving the cardiometabolic effects uh, in type 2 diabetes patients and uh, in obesity patients. These results have shown that tizepatide also causes this weight regain upon its withdrawal, which is about 14% of the body weight that was lost is going to be regained. So basically, this happens for all GLP-1 receptor agonists. Um, semaglutide, also has this rebound um, effect upon withdrawal, liraglutide as well. And basically because GLP-1 receptor agonists, they are long-term medicines to be taken for life. Right. So it's not a quick fix. It's sort of like you're on this indefinitely. Yeah, exactly. Basically the trials have shown that patients have an improvement in their HbA1c levels, other cardiometabolic factors, uh, they experience weight loss, but in some cases, a percentage of the weight lost during the treatment is gained back very rapidly. And more importantly, I think these cardiometabolic factors, which were improved during the treatment, revert back to baseline. And this is a very big problem because it means that basically the patient lost all the improvements that he made during the, the therapy. So we've got this recent paper that's just come out that's been sponsored by Eli Lilly, which make two terzepatide drugs. What does this add to this space that we didn't already know? Yeah, the thing is, I believe that most patients don't necessarily know how much like it is important to continue the treatment because all these GLP-1 medicines 
can cause this weight regain upon withdrawal. And some patients might be confused of why it is happening. Basically, it is because it's a long-term medicines. And the same thing happened for semaglutide, which is like Ozempic, for example, Ozempic and Wigovic. And these, all these trials also show the reversal of cardiometabolic risks uh, in some patients, where they think it's more important. It's not just the weight that they're regaining, but it's also that they're losing those health, other health benefits. Those diabetes markers are coming back as well. So in Australia, we know that there's really severe shortages of this class of drugs, of the ones that have been approved here. So it might be that a patient does understand that they might need to be on it long term, but it's simply not available. Yes, exactly. There are like different factors that have come into place. Shortages, as you're, uh, as you're saying, there are shortages worldwide, uh, I believe, everywhere. All countries are experiencing this kind of shortages for some of the GLP-1 receptor agonists and disrupts the treatment of a lot of patients, as you're saying. Another thing is that their tolerability due to these gastrointestinal uh, side effects. For some patients, the side effects are too strong, so they want to stop treatment. Uh, so the tolerability profile of GLP-1 could also be improved. Another thing is the pricing. As I'm sure you know, it's they're very expensive medicines. They're not covered by insurance everywhere, especially for obesity. So in that case, I don't see them as being like a long-term treatment for life for most patients. But if they're not a long-term treatment because they're too expensive, then this rebound effect is probably going to occur no matter when they stop taking it. Yeah, exactly. Like they are designed to be long-term, but the price kind of makes it hard for everyone to be on the treatment long-term, exactly. So what's the message we should be taking away from this data set and the others that seem to show similar things? So basically regarding the shortages, the manufacturer companies are trying to boost the production. We still don't know how long these shortages will go on for. And this rebound effect at the moment is still happening. So regarding the shortages, there is little we can try to plan. But I would say for patients to consider well with their doctor with their insurance companies, whether it is something that can be maintained long-term, whether it is a therapeutic option for them uh, to be maintained long-term, unless they're ready to lose some results. But I don't think anyone would want to lose some results after being on on such a powerful drug. So I think patients and doctors should better consider their option, economical, whether there is availability for this medicine long term and whether the safety profile could meet the patient expectations as well. So it's just considering both economically and the availability of the therapy, whether it could be maintained. I know that doctors are almost always prescribing this very um, responsibly and that they're not doing the wrong thing. But you do hear anecdotal stories of people, say, taking these drugs short term to slim down for a wedding or you hear about it being used in Hollywood. This study really indicates that, that that it just can't be the way people use it. Yes, exactly. Also because there are shortages problem. They have been studied in the type 2 diabetes and obesity population. So we don't have data on healthy individual just to lose like a couple of pounds. We don't have any like scientific data on that of what it happens but it is a real medicine for chronic diseases so definitely like it shouldn't be taken just for vanity purposes i hope that in the future like 
these shortages problem, this pricing problem, and yeah, in general, the availability of these GLP-1 receptor agonists becomes more available worldwide. Hopefully, like the pharmaceutical companies can meet the demand, improve their tolerability and make them more available. Because I really think GLP-1 receptor agonists are a good class of drug and a lot of patients still need to have them and to be able to have a benefit from them. And I really hope that it becomes uh, more available to the public. Costanza, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Costanza Alciati is a pharmaceutical analyst with Global Data. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.